0: You're listening to Scoreline Extra from scoreline.ie and KCLR, the podcast that condenses some of the best bits from our flagship sports show at the weekend's Scoreline. This week on the live show, we leaned heavily into the upcoming GAA season and in particular, the recent ratifications of Tom Mullally and Patrick Pado Flynn as senior and under-20 hurling managers for Carlo both joined us at the weekend along with former Kilkenny minor manager and KCLR analyst Adrian Ronan to discuss the upcoming season. First, we'll hear Tom Mullally talking about his intentions for the 2021 season with Shane O'Keefe.
1: Just got six minutes past three here on Scoreline and I'm delighted now to be joined on the line by the new Carlos Senior Hurling Manager It was ratified and announced last week and joining me now, Mr. Tom Mullally. Tom, thanks very much for taking the call here.
2: No problem, Shane.
1: Thanks very much. Uh, First of all, congratulations on the new role. Um, Are you looking forward to taking charge?
2: Yes, look, it's kind of strange times, but I suppose it's happened pretty quickly. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to it now. I think just getting our, our teeth into it and kind of moving on, like, you know.
1: Yeah, and you, obviously there's no clear directive of when training is is going to begin. Of the January fifteenth was the first thing kind of touted. How difficult has it been for yourself to adequately prepare for the season when there's no real kind of clear directive?
2: Well, it was. Well, look, we're kind of only in a week, so there's a lot of kind of uh, background planning kind of going on anyway. So it, uh, in the short term, it probably suits us, even though. We are really probably late to the party in, in, in kind of a lot of ways, but like for every county it's, it, it's the same boat. We're, we're, we're probably wait, all waiting to see where, where things go and, and, and when we get back to the field to start training as such. And
1: um, when you're looking at kind of the, you mentioned a the, the lot of stuff going on in the background, it, ha- it hasn't been released yet or do you have an idea who will be part of your background team?
2: Yeah, we're hoping to confirm that this week. Um, with, with, a, with a bit, of luck. we're just finalising a couple of things with, with, with some some personnel and, and making sure that everyone is is committed to the challenge ahead and and ready to kind of, I suppose, get our hands dirty and get moving. Like you
1: know, yeah. When you um, when you're talking about the challenge ahead, Marty Kavanagh, kind of we were speaking to him not so long ago. He laid down the the challenge and pretty much a challenge, saying that he thinks Carlo can win every competition this year. Would you echo that sentiment, or would you have a bit of hesitation when it comes to that?
2: I, I suppose uh, speaking today, um, February February the first is only a couple of couple <laughs> of days away. Marty would have would have more more experience of, 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 of the workings of, of, of the John McDonough and and, and, and and the leagues than, than maybe I would. I suppose my priority at the minute is to get to the starting line and to be in and, and to be ready to kinda of take on the challenges ahead and I think if if we're in that position will we'll give ourselves We'll give ourselves a good opportunity, uh, but I think getting to the starting line, fit, healthy, and ready to go, that'll be that's that's a challenge in in these times in itself. Like you know, so that that's our priority. I think for the minute is we, we've a lot of a lot of work to do in terms of, I suppose, finalising backroom teams, getting panels together, getting training plans up and running, and stuff for like that. And um, that's I think if, if we arrive at the starting line and we're we're ready to go, then then as I said, we'll give ourselves a chance.
1: Yes, certainly. Um, Obviously, Carlo have been quite successful over the last couple of years with uh, Colin Bonner, a man you know well. been in the Wexford ranks with him there, but are you looking at building on the work that he's done already, or is it more about kind of putting your own stamp on the team and putting your own philosophy? Niall Carew kind of said that he's looking for more of a an attacking uh, philosophy from his players as opposed to Turlough O'Brien in the football sense of uh, Carlo G. Yeah. Would you be looking to put your own stamp on it, or are you looking to build on the success of uh, recent years?
2: I oh, know. To be fair, it, 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 it's been a golden period for Tara Hurland, I think over over the last five or six years, and Callum and, and his backroom teams have done an excellent job and, and have to be rightly commended for for the work they've done. So, if if, if if we can add a small bit to it or or bring a small bit to it, obviously, people change. There's there's a lot of water under the bridge too in in relation to achievements for players, and we need to see what what's what's left in the tank and what what ambition is there too. And essentially, that's that's a player player led. Area, you I mean, and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll we'll be working with the players to see what targets will be there and what appetite is there to kind of kind of achieve those targets too.
1: And have you had the chance to speak with any of the players? I know it's it's very early in your tenure, um, but you know, Zoom meetings are all the rage lately. Um, have you had a chance to kind of chat with any anybody in particular, or uh, has it just all been a bit up in the air with uh, the restrictions currently in place?
2: No we've kind of been getting around speaking to players and and and, and trying to figure out where where they are at i suppose, and that's part of kind of putting the plan together in relation to knowing who who's, who's we we'll, we'll hopefully again finalize a lot over the course of the coming week um and, and and things that way so the last seven days or or eight or nine days whatever it has been have been busy days, but they've been good they've been kind of um and and thankfully i uh, uh, from from the sound bites um the players seem to be kind of kind of keen for two thousand and one and I suppose the big challenge for us is to uh, is to Identify those who who see the year as an opportunity and and are, and are ready to kind of get their hands dirty, in relation to that too, like you
1: know. And obviously, you'll have a good grasp of of, of Carlo, especially at a, a youth level and an under twenty level. Um, will this give you? A, do you feel like that this is giving you like the best advantage going into the the senior ranks?
2: um it's difficult to answer that to be honest as you say yeah. i mean I obviously know lads who would be in in the nineteen 1920 twenty twenty one bracket and stuff of like that um my previous involvement would be you know to be fair it, it, it's probably close to a decade ago um in, in relation to Southhurland and stuff of like that so there's a there's a lot of water there under the bridge and i think um it, it, it'll it'll help. It'll, it'll definitely give us give us a small um a, a additional help that way but there is obviously new new ground um to be covered and, and, and personnel to get to know one I suppose that's all part of the of a new management team coming in anyway and just just getting to grips with the challenges ahead.
1: Yeah, and there seems to be like just a a whole new kind of dawn in Carlo GEA, obviously with Sean Campion uh, going and Jim Bulger coming in. And as we mentioned, Niall Carew and uh, Turlo O'Brien, the changing of the guard there, now Colm and yourself. Uh, It it seems to be, and there's a lot of positive sentiment towards it because we're speaking to various different players over the past few weeks. And there is a very positive sentiment sentiment, uh, in regards to the whole Carlo raising hashtag that does be on. And it's a a proper philosophy that is shared by everyone. And long may it continue. I suppose.
2: oh yeah, and to be fair, like I mean, I, I think the work of, of, of those who, who, who've been who've been there over the last few years, you I mean, has, has been astronomical, really, in, in relation to the work that they've got through, and they have to be commended. And I mean, there's an awful lot of, I know myself, there's an awful lot of genuine people involved with clubs in Carlo, and um, I suppose the challenge on on, on the county scene is, is really to represent that and represent it well, and hold wholeheart- wholeheartedly as such. Um, so yeah, look at whilst 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 a lot of those might be coincidence, was really more than anything else. <laughs> um, I, I I don't think there was a there was a uh, kind of clean sweep or, or anything like that deliberately on anyone's part. But I think yeah. if it's happened that way, I mean obviously it, it does does offer up offer up opportunities for the future and stuff like that, and we hope to take those. Like you know. And,
1: and speaking of the future, you've been uh, I, I've read uh, an article in the Nationalist there, Carlow Nationalist, great. Great piece um, with yourself, and you're almost wanting to distance yourself from uh, your massive success with Mount Leinster Rangers. Obviously, been the first Carlo club to have prov- provincial success. Um, do you think, though, that uh, experience in the Carlo senior club ranks can help you hit the ground running? Um, is uh,
2: I'm not sure about distance. Uh, I, I I I I think the reality of that is probably that like it was like it's it, it, some time ago since I've been involved with Club with, Horry with Club hurling Hor- and Carlo and yeah. this is a this is a new challenge as such and it, it's something that 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 I suppose the county team represents the whole of every Club within with, kind of within the county too and it's important that, that we're we're very much fit for purpose in kind of that regard too like you know so it's a, it's, it's a good challenge I think and I think everyone's looking forward to it like you know
1: Yeah uh, we're all looking forward to following the journey here at KCLR have you been I suppose you haven't been really given any directive or indication of when uh, training can start uh, it's constantly been pushed back and then the likes of uh, uh, Cl- all Ireland finals been pushed back possibly to August um, or September some people have stated um, you haven't really been given any indication then have you? No I'd
2: say you probably n- no more than us at this stage. I mean, um, we're kind of we're kind of waiting to see what what happens on on, on that front. So I, I, I thought there was, there was an, an, an announcement supposed to be uh, yesterday, but there'll probably be something hopefully next week from the GA to give some indication to um, to everybody in, in relation to where things go. Like you know, and a pre- like it, it's difficult times for everybody. Um, but I suppose when you're a sportsman, you you tend to kind of look at the sport, and that's that's what tends to matter too. But like like there are obviously much more important things in sport out there that are. Are affecting this, and um, we wait. I suppose clarification to see where things are going. Like you know,
1: so for the first training session, what what can the Carlo Hurlers expect? Are they going to be run into the ground or anything? No,
2: no. I think it'd be. You mean like you mean it's like any team. I, I think the players are kind of the central part of it, and, and as they really need to kind of dictate the kind of tempo, dictate the ambition and, and all that and like uh, like as long as, as long as players ex- accept that role that they're set that are the central part, they're the ones between the white lines who have to make a lot of decisions and things like that and we'll be trying to condition that way and, and, and get things going. But no, I, I like I would hope we would all get on and, and we all share a vision for the future and share an, an ambition for the future as well for Carla Hurland and take it on and that will start at some date in the future but in, in the meantime we'll probably have have individual work to try and get through on programs as well so we'll get to know as before we get to the pitch which is probably a little bit strange in ways but um it, it's good it's it's good i mean a little bit it, it's different but it's it's as as i said earlier it's trying to identify those who are who are probably looking for the opportunities in 2021 and and willing to to grab them and kind of take hold of them and and, and make something of them like you know
1: well tom it's been an absolute pleasure i won't keep you uh, for much longer um but uh thanks very much for taking the call you can tell that your passion for carlo harlan probably set you apart from from other potential managers um, and we're delighted to be able to speak with you today and uh, long may we keep up this relationship and uh, we'll be able to share successes together
2: no problem. Thanks, Shane. Hopefully, so
1: for the future, Anna. A bit of luck. <laughs> Thanks very much. That's Tom Mullally, new Carlos Senior Hurling manager. Absolute pleasure getting to speak with him. The first interview that we were able to conduct with him as the Carlos Senior Hurling manager. As I said, hopefully, we'll be able to keep up a positive relationship and be bringing you the latest in regards to Carlos Senior Hurling. No doubt, Brendan Hennessy will uh, become very acquainted, if he's not already, with Mr. Tom Mullally uh, covering all the games. And, of course, Terence as well for KCLER. We're...
0: Next, we hear from Paddo Flynn as he talks about his return to the Carlo Under 20 hurling setup.
1: Joining me now on the line is a man who has been ratified once again as the Carlo Under 20 manager and delighted to be talking to him, uh, Mr. Patrick Flynn. Patrick, thanks very much for joining us here on Scoreline today. How are you, Sam? Not too bad, sir. Better for talking to you, and I'd imagine you were quite pleased being ratified once again.
3: Yeah, yeah, look, it, it's always nice to get a thumbs up for, for the following two years, or for another two years then. It just probably um, shows a, shows that what we've gotten up to in the previous two years was, was good enough for the Carlo County Board and, and the, the level improvement that we have done at under 20 level was enough for them to trust us for two years with the, the future hurlers uh, of Carlo for the next two years.
1: And uh, when you're talking about uh, future hurlers of, of Carlo, are you looking at any lads that were in your ranks or that are coming up in the ranks to look forward to in the senior ranks in the next year or so?
3: Well, uh, in fairness, uh, Shane, uh, some of the guys that are with the panel this year, like so your Connor Kyo's, Connor Tracy's, they've all been they were all on the McDonough Cup panel last year with, with the seniors. So, you know, they, there's a number of them have already been in with the senior squad. There'll be a number of them I'd say would most definitely have aspirations of, of breaking into Tom's squad at some stage during the year. And that's that's the whole idea. You know, the first year we were involved with the under twenties. There was only two guys, John Nolan and Kieran Whelan, in with the senior setup. Last year we had something like I think it was 10 or 11 guys landed up being involved with the senior setup between the National League and, uh, and the um, Joe McDonough Cup campaign. So, again, that's the aspiration. Uh, you know, uh, winning trophies at under-20 level is, you know, nice and all that, but at the end of the day, it's uh, hurlers for the Carlo senior team and for senior clubs and intermediate clubs in Carlow that we're really producing.
1: Yes, yeah, certainly, and uh, you, you seem to be like with the a lot of talks that I've been having with like Marty Kavanagh, Tom yesterday, um, Adrian Ronan from uh, former Kilkenny manager, minor manager, uh, is just talking about the this golden age of of hurling and of GEA in general in in Carlow, and it really starts in the in the in the underage ranks. Um, yourself having been involved in the under twenties recently, and then obviously working with Colin Bonner um, in the backroom team the last few years. Do you think that experience in the senior ranks? helps you hit the ground running when it comes to the under 20 or helps bridge the gap between lads looking to step up into the senior ranks?
3: Yeah, it does in fairness, uh, Shane, because you have an idea then of, like obviously I worked with Colin for a number of years in WIT and and demand the, the legend in relation to the GAA. But again, it, it helps you to pitch kind of the goals that you need players to reach at the end of the year in order to get them ready to play senior, senior inter-county hurling. Like there is a jump between an under twenty intercounty hurling to senior intercounty hurling, but again it's it, it's all about breaking it down into bite sizes. Like for the last couple of years, I was very lucky in Carlow to have Eamon Bulger from Bagnallstown stood away, uh, who was a great help to us in Kieran O'Doolan and they they understood that we were on a journey of producing senior hurlers, and the players themselves um, have a phenomenal appetite for goals and benchmarks of what they need to, to reach. And yeah, Carlo is going through a golden age of hurling at the moment. It is it, it, it was in the, the top ten counties within the country. We've gone back down to Sean McDonough Cup level and, and obviously DM the aspirations is to, to get back up to, to senior intercounty level and not only just to be making up the numbers there but push on and and, and, and establish ourselves up up in that division one of hurling.
1: Uh, talking about making up numbers, you've made up the numbers of your ranks, uh, your whole backroom team was announced and uh, you've taken some people from your own club St. Martins in Kilkenny, uh, Owen McGrath, uh, do you, is these people like that, that you trust is it that you're, you're, you're happy to work with going uh, forward?
3: Uh, yeah well in fairness to Owen he was also there the last two years as well so oh, oh, Owen, is, um, Owen has won all Ireland at senior inter-county at under 20 level, at, at minor level uh, at college's level, Cornwall Junior School. So there's not too many trophies. He's actually not one as a player, so he gives a real insight into players as to to what what they actually need to achieve and and, and move on. Adrian Corcoran, obviously as uh, the, the Carlo man on the, the selection committee. Uh, Adrian is a Carlo or the Satanta club man. He was with Colin Bonner for the last four or five years. Was there for all the glory days of the, the Joe McDonough Cup, the Christy Ring Cup, the National League successes. So again. He's another important, vital link in relating the message to the players about what's expected of you at senior inter-county level, the, the jump that that needs to be made, and, and the level of development that, that that's required. And yeah, Kira Curry uh, from she's, she's actually from the Rathvilly club. Uh, I, I, she works with uh, A one in Ireland, but she's actually from the Rathvilly club, and uh, we sports psychologists as well, Kira Curry, and, and obviously then as well, we have um, we have uh, Alan Roach from Young Ireland. Who was a coach for Thomastown last year, who were very unlucky to lose the intermediate county final uh, on penalties? Uh, I never thought I'd see today in Nolan Park where there'd be penalties taken today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> brings up the old, uh, the old uh, ban rule in relation to soccer and rugby on GA pitches, so it's quite funny from that point of view. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, last year, uh, disappointment against Leash. Um, you're kind of throwing everything at them and then they going down by a goal. What's the end this year?
3: Uh, well, look, uh, obviously, uh, it's, it's, it's really, really, really to be in the prelims uh, the last couple of years. Uh, the first year we were involved, we, we bet Antrim and we were unlucky against Offaly and that su- Offaly side subsequently got all the way to the Leinster semi-final and we were really unfortunate not to not to beat Wexford in that Leinster semi-final. So, so really, our aim has to be to, to get out of the prelim around the Leinster Championship is to establish ourselves in, in, in the in the middle bracket of the Leinster underage hurling. Um, you know, I think to make it into whilst we might may not be up to competing yet with the, the Galways or the, the Kakenys of this world, what we really need to do is establish ourselves in that middle bracket of the Aussie, leashes, Dublins of this this world and, and ensure that we're competitive and ensure that we're winning those type of matches. Like ultimately the Kakinny man comes out at me every now and again and and yes development is nice, but victories are, are, are what your um, mark, uh, your 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 progress within inter-county sides, and if you're delivering victories, it's delivering progress. And once you're doing that in the right way, which is enjoyable for the players, which uh, makes them enthusiastic to pull on the Carlo jersey, it's all things that are going in the right direction. And um, like uh, last year, like uh, we had uh, over forty odd individuals played at some stage for the Carlo under twenties in trial matches in in challenge matches and you know, there probably would have been a good few more players Shane would have got the opportunity only for COVID-19 intervened right at the very start, and we had a very short window for that Leash match, but again, that Leash match, it, you know, I'm not big into moral victories, it was a game coming down to home stretch where a little bit of luck deserted us, our Leash got the luck, we didn't, and, and that's life, and, you know, you, you know no, nobody died, Uh we enjoy our hurling, and that's 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 you know that's that's where they are. Like in Ferenc's players, we played Leash probably in one of our first challenge matches, and it's funny. Uh, a lot of those guys were younger guys were put into the match in the second half against Leash and we lost that challenge match quite convincingly. I think it was something like 18 or 19 points, or could have been even 20, 20 odd. It wasn't a match I was reaching for uh, over the summer during the lockdown chain to. To revisit revisit uh, great memories of, uh, but... Uh,
1: Sorry for bringing but, uh, it
3: up. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, uh, they, no, it's fair to them. come Championship times, it's the one thing I'll say about any, any guy from Carlo that's been involved with me for the last three years. Um, anytime they pull on a Carlo jersey, they do their absolute best. They love pulling on that Carlo jersey. I, 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 they even love these new Carlo jerseys as well. They're really, really nice and fair to the young lads keep compton on how nice they are. Uh, so... Look, they, they love playing. They love um, testing themselves. And like in fairness, like if you look at the last couple of years, Shane, uh, Carlow club teams have been the teams that have been putting it up to the Kilkenny club teams in the Leinster Championship.
1: Certainly, think of uh, St Mullins recently. Yeah,
3: St Mullins, now Leinster Rangers. You look at the uh, One came into Kilkenny, won of the, won one of the one one of the All County Leagues. Uh, Rangers themselves are up now playing in the Intermediate All County League in Kilkenny last year uh Connor Feeden has gone in with the with the Kilkenny senior <laughs> setup now as a coach. Uh, he's manager of Rangers. He was with the Carlow senior team for the the Joe McDonagh Cup win um and all the clubs now in Carlow playing in the underage leagues um in Kilkenny uh and like, there's just huge development work going on there at the moment like like you, you know like during the summer I brought Selbridge down we played Ballinsole in a challenge match and Glad from Selbridge it was one of the toughest games they played that the Sound guys were, were every bit as good as them and, and you know it's it's like Carlo Hurland you know what I will say ultimately Shane is this summer I was in a very privileged position because I was working um, or, or because as an inter-county manager I was lucky enough to be allowed into the, some of the Carlo Senior Club games but on, on the flip side of that I'm an officer to Kilkenny County Board so I was going to see some of the, the games and cover them for yourselves in case you know or in for Kilkenny people um, and like you'd often leave Nolan Park at two or three o'clock of a Sunday afternoon after watching a, a great Kilkenny club game and you'd be going over town and watching Ballon Killen and, 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 and St. Mullins in a in an equally as good game and there's, there's very little difference between clubs in Carlo and the clubs in Kilkenny at the moment. Like it's they're really putting their best foot forward. Uh, you know, and so like it's 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 you know, and there's huge connections between the two counties and you know, at the end of the day, you know, like Carlo aren't actually that far off been a, a, a threat at Division 1 level in the National League we all saw a couple of years ago how Galway nearly came undone and even speaking to people around the country the work that is going in into Carlow is phenomenal and it's you know, quite know any day they've won the best uh, centres of excellence in the country I know our new chairman Jim Bulger has made that a priority to to finish that off but even going to some of the club sites whether it's into Netwatch Cullen Park for the gym and the outdoor pitch facility for winter training and down to Sam Mullins for the all weather facility, down to the gym in Mount Leinster Rangers, or the, the facilities out there at Bagnall's they Nave Owen, two of the best pitches in the country, uh, especially when it comes to winter. Uh, out to Ballinkillen Killen as well, and, and the effort that's going on out there. And even Toll and, and Burn Rangers at the moment. Bourne Rangers were in a junior council final this year, and they were backbone by a number of very exciting young orders coming along that are making impacts at an at, at under 20 level at the moment.
1: Well, like the the overall sentiment coming out of Carlo is uh, Carlo Gia in general is is positivity, and we are in this now era of change. Uh, but you remain and you stay the same. Have you been able to be in contact with any of your players, um, or when do you plan to get in touch with them? Obviously, intercounty training is is continually being pushed and pushed um, in these difficult circumstances.
3: Yeah, well, looking like in fairness, Shane, uh, Shane's comfort has come on board. He's uh He's our S&C guy. He's actually, uh, I actually forget what his official title with the county board is. He's a GDA, but uh, I think it's a a performance. Uh, He's basically, his job is uh, to, instill a correct performance program for young players with, in relation to S&C because some people think
2: S&C is all about lifting weights that are as heavy as possible if you know what I mean and it's
3: not it's about flexibility and movement and subtleness and off, off your feet And he, so basically what we have done Shane is, um, is I think it's about two weeks ago or last Thursday week we had a Zoom meeting there was a, I think it was 50 or 51 players on the, on the Zoom call Um We went through a program with all the guys. They went individually uh, out to do a run, a one-kilometre run, just to give uh, Seamus uh, an idea in relation to where their fitness uh, sat. And then Seamus has given them all individual programs for themselves because, in fairness, we can't meet collectively. The players are eager to do some development work themselves because, as you were speaking before we came on here, Shane, there's an awful lot of free time in the evening. So from a mental well-being point of view and from a, a... and from just a, a player development point of view that they've all been given programs and look until the ga or more importantly say it's safe, safe for us to actually go back and actually do collective training together it's it's, it's something that we won't be doing but we will be keeping in touch with each other like it's it's uh you know uh it's an opportunity to work on other sides of the game in relation to tactical in relation to player well being which is a big buzzword at the moment and the things you can do from the comfort of your of your sitting room or off the laptop and, and present to the guys. Uh, probably the one thing the pandemic has probably taught us all is we don't all need to be in a cold dark room after training to go through video analysis or to go through uh, nutrition. We can do it from the comfort of our room and it's probably a better form as well as the players can come out and, and ask their own questions and, and, and get to like the, the one huge advantage Cardo has compared to other counties is it's a small, tight knit hurling community. Most of the players have already played each other, whether it was with Christie and minors over the last couple of years, or whether it was with schools or colleges. They'd all be aware of each other. They've all played each other. They all know each other. So sometimes with bigger inter-county uh, panels, the problem would be players wouldn't know each other and you could spend maybe six seven weeks integrating players into the setup, but no, they're they're great and they're really enthusiastic and there's some characters amongst them as well uh, in in relation to it. So yeah, look, it, it, it's brilliant from that point of view. They're they're getting their own work done. Like you're probably looking at a very small window, Shane, in relation to getting ready for the under 20 championship. I I'd be surprised if it was if it was longer than a six week lead in time into the first round of the championship because we're out in prelim. I I would think we'd be blessed to get that. That much of a of a window of a inter championship, and obviously I'd be hopeful that maybe some of the players will be involved with with Tom Maloney senior setup. And um, I certainly think there's there's some of them well good enough to to play uh, to play a part in Division Two of the National League. And, and when they they went in with the senior setup, as you know yourself, Shane, they weren't too far away from from getting to the Joe McDonough Cup final last year.
1: Um, with Tom O'Lally yet to announce his uh, backroom uh, staff, and you working with Colin Bonner, I'd imagine that there's going to be uh, a, a lot of talk, uh, but amongst the two of you, anyway, um, I, I, nothing is confirmed as of yet, sir. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just, no, I,
3: in, in, in fairness, like Tom has only been appointed to the job was last Wednesday or Wednesday week, and and I, I was only appointed to the job last week, as in you know my two year term had had expired and. Uh so, you know, it's obviously with the pandemic it's not like we can meet up for a cup of coffee on a on a at a petrol kitchen or or catch up. No, I know Tom Well. Tom Tom is uh Tom and yourself uh would know each other from the last few years. We hadn't been involved with the with the minor setup. So we would have spoken on, on, on occasion, I'm sure, when he settled down with his uh, backroom team. I know he's working very hard on that at the moment, uh and trying to get that in order. He has to pick a senior panel in as well and, and get all that in order. So, like, a train, it's yeah, we'll be working well together. We'll be working hard together. But at the moment, he has he's a he's a big task on it on, on his hands. Uh, which I think he, I think you're speaking to yourself yesterday. Like uh, that, they're working hard on that. So, like that, that would be something. As soon as he has that done, look, under twenty and senior managers uh, always work well together. So to do, um, you know, like, um Kevin Klikenny, Sam, Anish, Sam and Kilkenny, Sam and each Sam in any county, it's all about making sure that we have players developing and and making their way onto the senior setup. At the end of the day, Shane, um, all we want is to see uh, Carlo back in in Crow Park, uh, lifting trophies and progressing back up the ladder. And That's ultimately what anyone really cares about at the end of the year, is players are progressing, players are enjoying themselves, players are developing in the correct way, players love pulling on their county jersey and the way to do that is, is to make sure it's enjoyable for everyone and uh, uh, both being Kilkenny men will be both driven men in, in, in pursuit of success
1: Well we'll look forward to covering it here on KCLR Patrick thanks very much for taking the time of day you can go back and enjoy your uh, Sunday now in peace Well I,
3: I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going off to get a shower here I got destroyed going out for a very slow <laughs>
1: run <laughs> I was in the same boat myself today at 11 o'clock I, was, uh, I got absolutely drenched but look
0: Finally, for this edition, former Kilkenny minor manager and KCLOR analyst Adrian Ronan joined the conversation on Scoreline with Shane O'Keefe at the weekend to look at what's happening with the Carlo Hurling setup and reflect on some of the other issues ringing locally for GAA.
1: I told you that I'd also be joined by the legend that is Adrian Ronan or Ronnie as he is affectionately known everywhere. Adrian, thanks very much for uh, joining us here on Scoreline. Man, Shane. How are you doing? Not too bad, sir. How are you keeping anyway? It's been a long time.
4: Yeah, no, the same as everybody, Um, trying to stay safe and stay sound and stay sane, and um, all those three things, I suppose everyone's trying to do their best, and hopefully looking forward at some stage soon, whenever soon is going to be, to uh, going back to some sort of normality, or whatever that means as well, so, yeah, in the same boat as everyone else, and trying to keep the... Patient resilient, and I suppose, (laughs) doing our best, that's all.
1: Yeah, i will kind of looking back on uh, how fortunate we were to have some type of club and inter-county season over uh, the past few months, considering the current situation that we're in. It was great, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, and I suppose, looking back, and you know, and you you, you speak and listen to you there, even, you know, to be fair to the, the sporting world that we have close to our hearts, I suppose, in the minute, you know, you have the rugby, and you have the soccer, and you have the premiership, and I suppose... It is keeping the, the the sporting life and the race, and, of course, it's keeping the sporting people reasonably contented. It's not the same, of course, without the crowds, but it is keeping people contented during these difficult, particularly winter months. Lockdown one, I suppose, was we had decent weather and we had uh, a certain amount of optimism. Uh, lockdown two has been completely different. We've had the dark winters nights, and we don't know when, I suppose, the the change is going to happen. So it's a change. And a worry for us all, but to have the the summer that we had or the late autumn that we had, you know, with the matches the club games and the inter-county games and the streaming the matches and whatnot, and I suppose the likelihood is there's going to be a lot of that in 2021. Certainly in the football in the early part of 2021, that streaming and and then uh, I suppose attendances will be down. this side of, the, of June or July anyway, it's hard to see visualize uh, sport and GA in particular going back to having uh, attendance and crowds attending. So. We can thankfully look forward to the the media, the radio, the TV, and the streaming and, and uh of matches hopefully in 2021 in
1: the early part of 2021. Yeah, whenever that happens, when I mean, like intercounty was meant to start on January 15th, it's been pushed back. We were talking to Tom Malali, and so we'll get into that. Someone who who you know quite well, but uh, it, it's been it's been pushed back again. There's no definitive date on when when stuff can happen. Um, it could be pushed back once again, like there's there's no way that we can come up with a timescale. Uh, people are kind of just left in the lurch, aren't they?
4: Yeah, unfortunately, and nobody knows that. I mean, the GA, like everyone else, are, are, are just, uh, um, I suppose, a pawn, a pawn in all of this. Um, the HSC and, the, and, of course, they make the calls now at this stage, and the government. But the likelihood, I suppose, if we're all being honest with each other, and the likelihood is that, uh, from a club perspective, it's very likely that we go back to a similar scenario of last year. And last year was when hopefully um, um, we will see uh, games and club games played. You would think at this stage, of August, September, October, that you'd go back to something similar, a short period of time where the clubs will be expected if all going well and the inter-county scene again will be at least a month later now, if not later. They're looking at a possible date in March, but the clubs have to get back to train. You can... Imagine that February won't be a training schedule for clubs or anybody, I suppose, but if sport is to come back in some shape or form, I suppose the likelihood if you're a club uh, player uh, or a club uh, GA follower, uh, the likelihood is that your club scene will go back to an August start and your inter-county set-up with a bit of luck, might might start back in April maybe, but I mean, that's a long way off at this present moment in time, but if you're trying to look into a crystal ball and reading between the lines and listening what the, the GA authorities are hinting at, um, yeah, we're looking uh, probably like a, a late club scene again, August, September, October onwards,
1: and probably penalties as well, <laughs> since they yeah, were so well, popular last time.
4: <laughs> they were, yeah. Again, we have to be innovative with the sport. If we, are, if, if and all, when we're, 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 of course, when we're speaking, we're we're not naive to think of if all going well on the COVID front that if we are to go back, that there will be some innovative ideas to finish games, that we don't have the time, we don't have the luxury of extra time, we don't have the time of uh, playing as many games and in club hurling in Kilkenny last year, Kilkenny senior and intermediate clubs were used to five and six matches in the the league championship last year, Kilkenny had to be innovative in the county board and bring in four groups of three and um, play three games, I suppose, or three groups of four. And um, So again, there will be changes, I'm sure, because to, to allow for the short period of time that we may have uh, next summer and look looking back at it now we still had a championship we still had uh, a grace when you look back at it now we were thankful for having those games last year uh, ok the inter-county scene was again like it was different we didn't get to go to the games but to have it and watch it and see it and enjoy it and discuss it and talk about it on Monday to Friday kept us going um, during those long winter evens and hopefully there will be changes for uh, more positive changes in 2021 but at the minute, it's, it's hard to consider too much when we're in the, when we are where we are.
1: Uh, speaking of changes no post-primary schools hurling or football competitions for 2020-2021 20, uh, 20, 20, uh, season so that was a uh, uh, big news that's come out recently from a Kilkenny and Carlow perspective there's been some big big news first we'll deal with the appointment of Tom Mullally someone who you know very well at the uh, Carlow Senior Hurling Manager uh, you worked together on uh, the Kilkenny Minors 2011-2012 um, uh, big appointment uh, big step up for Tom uh, absolute gent getting to speak to him and uh, you know him better than the uh, then most are you expecting them to do very well?
4: Yeah, Tom is uh, well, well versed in the GA circles, and he would have followed know, the GA. Yeah, Tom is highly valued and highly re- recommended and highly sought, and um, has kind of stepped out of the Kilkenny scene. Um, Tended to be in the Wexford, was involved with Wexford Miners, involved with Wexford Senior Teams, and of course had a tremendous success with uh, Mount Lens and Rangers in 2013. but um, Tom would be highly sought of highly regarded in any Circles as I said and for whatever reasons I suppose being a Glenmore man he avoided when, wherever Glenmore were playing, he avoided any time, any time they were in the championships. Um but um an expected appointment in in, uh, in Carlo. The last time Carlow came looking again, Tom was very much on the books and wasn't in a position to take it and Conor Bonner Conan Bonner got it. They've been very fortunate that he's available again and willing to take on the challenge Carlo um, Horland has been as we all know going through a golden time in the last four or five years particularly um, as Tom rightly said on in your interview there have the, the hunger and the ambition and the opportunity to, to see in 2021 well it seems as if from the conversations Tom has had with some of the players that they have that ambition and they have that hunger and if they have that ambition and that hunger well then, then they have something to look forward to in 2021 but Tom, as I said, is well highly regarded. One of these innovative new trainers in the last 10 years. A man that would try a lot uh, of new ideas and new tactics. I was very fortunate. Um, in 2011 and 12 when I was the Kenny Minor Manager to Tom, accepted the call and accepted the role as a coach at the time. And again, while we didn't have the success and, um, uh, that we expected or that we wanted or we sought, we did get to um, all our quarterfinals in both times. and um, Unfortunately, didn't get over the line. But... Um, Tom, as I said, brought new great new ideas and he'll he'll do the very same. As we said, he's had very good success in any place he's been in as I said in Wexford minors, Wexford senior teams he's and he's been helping out, as I said, in Carlo now and now he's got the top job. So a welcoming appointment for for, for Carlo I think for sure.
1: Uh, moving on to Kilkenny things. Uh, obviously, Brian Coley ratified once again for his 23rd uh, successive term. DJ Kerry stepping away. Conor Phelan joining the Kilkenny senior hurling management team for 2021. Uh, what do you make of that appointment and DJ stepping away?
4: Yeah, well, I suppose the appointment is, uh, is not a surprise, really, at the end of the day. Uh, based on the short time frame, there was a lot of Rumours and going around in the Kilkenny circles and Kilkenny uh, public forums, which were probably a bit on toward Brian Cody's record. He owes Kilkenny Hurling nothing. He owes Kilkenny Hurling, and I suppose Inter County Hurling nothing. He's brought it to a new level, and and I suppose the success that he's had over the last 23 or 4 years, he has to answer to nobody. The the time has changed, teams have changed, the ideas have changed. He's brought in good lads around him over the last. 20 years and now he has the likes of uh james mcgarry martin comfort and now connor field connor has had great success as i said down in watford uh it um he's been with mount Clancy, the rangers has a great success with kilkenny Camogie teams again young innovative full of new ideas so it'll be interesting to see what he can bring to the plate I suppose as a kilkenny follower the worry you have is that there's a lot of changes paul murphy's a huge loss off the panel um, at this stage, Ger Alward. There is rumours of other players probably at that stage wondering: should they or should they stay or should I go? The famous song: should I stay or should I go? <laughs> it's tough, you know, especially during the times we're in. You know, I mean, you hear that a lot of um, retirements in recent times. A lot of guys have reevaluated what's gone on during COVID times and have had strange ideas and what COVID has done to the mentality, as it wasn't realizing. It maybe just maybe, you know, it's such a such a, a huge ask and a huge challenge to be a a senior inter-county player, you I mean that you know you have to be uh, totally committed in this environment that you're in, and you know, and, and to get success. It's probably lucky in Kilkenny that to be part of a Kkenny success, you're always going to be at the top table. You know, you're going to be there thereabouts uh, every year. Um, so you have that uh, luxury that you know that you will be playing at a high stage and a high level. But um, Kilkenny, yeah, uh, we're back in the certainly we're back in the, the pack uh, as well. We know. Um, Look, we failed against Waterford. We we failed last year, uh, but yet we got to an All Ireland final. I don't. I think people forget that. I think uh, when you left uh, the All Ireland in 2016 when Tipperary beat us, we were all genuinely worried. In 2016, when are we going to win the next one? When are we going to get another All Ireland? You know, a little a little thing in 2019 or 2020. 2019, we could have beaten Tip. We better great that great Limerick team. And what you must remember now is Limerick only for we beat them in 2018 or 2019 we've been going for four in a row in 2021 and this obviously Limerick team are a serious outfit but we did catch them in 2019 with that great semi-final performance Um, we need to I suppose reinvent ourselves a little bit and that's the challenge for Brian Cody and Conor Field and Martin Comfort to reinvent the the wheel and I suppose try and get the best out of the group we have and look when you have TJ Reid and Richie Hogan when you have magicians like them anything can
1: happen Speaking of retirements, Ronnie. Just uh, kind of circling back to that. Um, uh, how did you announce your retirement from the from the Kilkenny cell?
4: Well, as a great friend of mine said, I didn't announce my retirement. My retirement was announced for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the manager just offed me. I was told I was told I was never. I wasn't wanted anymore. And that's what happens. Some players. Some players are very lucky uh, to get out at the right time, and it's very difficult to know when the right time is. In my in my case, I had ten great years with Kilkenny, Really enjoyed it and I thought there was another year or two or left them in. The manager at the time said, no, there wasn't, and that was it. But then I was so fortunate, and if you hear it in a lot of circles, I did have five great years with my club after retirement. I was back in the field full-time, and I suppose, while it was disappointing for the time for a while, you do become a little bit bitter and twisted over not being part of it for a, a period of time. But I was so fortunate that Greg Valley cannon the club I was 29 at the time, 28, 29. I had ten great years, and then I had five or six of the best years ever with my club. So I don't have any regrets. But it's the time when it's to go. out. I remember Willie O'Connor. Willie was one of the great cornerbacks think any times. He heard of us, and Willie left after winning All Ireland. and There was another year or two left in him. Eddie Brennan left at a great time. There was another year or two left in Eddie. Eddie went out at the top. Tinker Judge Delaney went out at the top after winning All Ireland as well. You know, so if you're fortunate, know when to go. It's a great time and look at Paul Murphy, you know, the man that decorated the game as a cornerback. You know, when Michael Cavanaugh was decorating the position for years, we thought we'd never find another cornerback. Then all of a sudden, bang, we find a guy called Paul Murphy who decorated the game for ten years. Here we have another man coming behind him now, Connor Delaney. So you know, you just even see the All Stars on the, on today's paper, the Supreme All Stars being picked by Martin Bretney, just an opinion and you see the representation that Kenny has. Like people forget how fortunate, how lucky, over the last fifty years, twenty years, thirty years, the players that graced the game, and thankfully, as a supporter and an ex hurder I got to enjoy playing with some of those players, watching those players, and presently now involved with Casey Lawrie, I suppose, commentating on them. So, we're very fortunate in Kilkenny, and we're very, I suppose, fickle and uh, and demanding. So, I think we just have to have a small bit of patience going forward. We're in a bit of a. Uh, a speed wobble at the minute and um, we need to get to board these young lads they're, they're putting in a massive effort and we will get a break it might not be as soon as we might like but again as I said when you have TJ Reid you have T and Richie Hogan Owen Murphy you know you have a great platform there straight away you have a super goalie two excellent forwards and then you just put as best you can around those young na- those lads and we have young lads coming it's just to get a few breaks so with a bit of luck it's not all I don't think it's all as bad as people might maintain
1: uh, speaking of going out on top and you mentioned Eddie Brennan um, and Dalton uh, announcing her retirement were you a bit shocked by that? Yeah, I know you're uh, a big supporter and proponent of uh, the Kenny Camogie scene uh, were you shocked by Anne stepping down or no, stepping away? No,
4: again, Anne, Anne again as a, a Bank of Ireland employee but again listening to, to Anne and listening to the circles again I wouldn't be that close to Anne's circles but listening to people that would be close that I know that the Kenny senior management well they were worried I knew Anne Dalton had one through huge sacrifices over the last uh, 10 15 years. What a career she had, you know, to to be in so many all earns and to lose on this big day. I mean, it's massive to put in your any perspective game that you play, whatever your, whatever your sport is, and to have that, you know, disappointment time after time and it's been so close like what a way to So you know she had a tremendous all-earned semi-final but on the day in the all around final Anne maybe mightn't have uh, per- played as particularly as well as she might have liked but the influence she had in the game she was doing a lot of work on off the ball I suppose on the day and again it was a bit of a surprise that she didn't maybe see the next uh, six months out because there is we think and hope that the next six months the inter-county scene we're playing she had all the hard work but again what a way to go out and it's lovely to be able to go out on a high and and Dalton going out with her all-earned medal and you know going out with an all-star like it's brilliant for her and brilliant for her family of course to have that opportunity and uh, you know and of course a girl again that's decorated the game of camogie and decorated women's sport and you know a huge ambassador for camogie and Kilkenny quite highly assistant woman that goes about her job brilliantly another JJ Delaney type player it's just one of those unsung heroes that just does about goes about her job brilliantly and doesn't look for attention or plaudits. Um, I wish her the best. Looking at retirement, and, and to be fair, again, we're losing great people, we know that. But of course, when we lose great people, we expect some young people to come up. And as I said, in Kilkenny Hurland and Kilkenny Camogie, we've been very fortunate over the years that when we lose some, some of these greats, we have young people coming in, and long may that continue.
1: Well, uh, Adrian, thanks very much for taking the call today. Uh, we certainly ser- share that sentiment here at uh, Scoreline, um, but appreciate you taking the call once again, giving us an insight into uh, the, the mind of a legend, as, as we <laughs> would say. Um, but uh, thanks very much. Looking forward to working with you when the uh, season starts back again. Good man. Keep it up, Trent. Thanks, thanks very much. much. Bye-bye. Adrian, Ronnie, Ronan there.
0: And that's it for this edition of Scoreline Extra, delving into the upcoming GAA season from a Carlo perspective. Tune in every week live from 2 to 6, Saturdays and Sundays on Casey Law. And don't worry if you missed anything, as we'll have our interviews right here on Scoreline Extra just after the show. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you do your listening, or check out scoreline.ie for the latest updates on all things sport and our other podcast offerings.